and welcome to the Challenging Your Health Mindset. This is a podcast being sponsored by the Student Health Center and Wellness Initiatives Department. Dr. Team, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This morning, we'll be dealing with all the dimensions of wellness, and um, the topic this morning is building bridges to better health. And I have Dr. Ting here with me this morning. Dr. Ting, why don't you tell our listeners more about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Oswald Ting. Uh, Usually don't use the Oswald. (laughs) Usually they call me Ozzy. Only my wife calls me Oswald when I'm in trouble, so uh, you guys can understand that. I I do understand that. Uh, And I'm an epidemiologist um, here at the Department of Public and Community Health. I'm also the department chair. And uh, here we have a bachelor's in public health and also a master's in public health in different concentrations. Um, I am um, a... A pastor at a Spanish church, a local Spanish church here, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm married to a Mexican woman, and that's where the Spanish comes in to, sure, that, sure, <laughs> to sure. play. Uh, and uh, we've been involved in uh, really the Hispanic community and uh, doing health fair screenings and trying to help underserved populations. Uh, I was also a, a student here. I did my undergraduate here. That's right. Uh, Liberty. Uh, and Jerry Senior used to have this uh, saying, ring by spring. Yeah. So I kind of uh, obeyed. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I met my wife over here. Congratulations. Uh, and, um, and it's been 15 years of marriage. Uh, and, uh, and it's been... Uh, an interesting ride, I'll say. That's right. And so coming back here and, and teaching, it's been eight years now. So I came back here to be a professor here and uh, just trying to, uh, whatever professors and you know put in me when I was a student here, sure. I want to do the same. Because I came in as an international student. You That's know? right. I'm from West Africa, and my language uh, was French. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they didn't... Um, they just they were loving towards mm-hmm. me, and uh, I want to do the same thing uh, to students. Kind of pour that back into them. Sure. Um, so that's that's what got me back here. Well, I'm gra- grateful for you being here. Uh, we've been friends a long time, and uh, it's always a joy to oh, spend yeah. time with you. Yes, sir. But today I wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. about uh, National Public Health Week and why it's important and how people can get involved. But before we get into that broader topic, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you a question. What advice would you give <laughs> your 20-year-old self concerning today's topic? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, if I think about when I was young, well, I guess I'll consider myself still young. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're still young. <laughs> when I was younger, in my 20s, um, I would say to be more objective, uh, Mm -hmm. to be uh, more focused. Um, One of the things was, you know, following a crowd was so much for a Mm -hmm. 20-year-old. But being a leader, it should be something to think about. and because sometimes uh, at that age, we think we're indestructible. Yeah. we We can do things without thinking. Yeah. And that way... And the important thing is to take care of your health then. Mm-hmm. And so when you get older, you get the benefit. So it's kind of uh, an investment. Oh, so good. you're making an investment. Good job. Uh, and when you're making an investment, then you won't see the rewards now. But in the future, you'll right. get the rewards. Obviously. And so I wish I would have told my 20-year-old self that. To, to take care of himself, yeah. uh, you know, spiritually mm-hmm. and physically, take care of himself um, before, as you get older, and because it does catch up to you. And a lot of times, young people don't see that now, but it does catch up to you eventually. Yes. I'm a witness that it will catch up with you. Listen, let's jump into today's topic. What is National Public Health Week? So, National Public Health Week, I wanted to look at it as not just an awareness, mm-hmm. but a celebration of public health. Okay. And public health, we came a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, public health, if you think of John Snow, was one of the pioneers 
uh, an epidemiologist and a pioneer, and he really helped uh, with cholera epidemic in England. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you get to Edward Jenner, those are other pioneers uh, with vaccine. Mm -hmm. And as we can see, the, the outcome of those things today. Yeah. So National Public Health Week, it's intended to bring what is public health. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people up until before pre-COVID, yeah. kind of public health, okay, you know, this medical doctors, are we talking about nurses? Sure. You know, understanding that it's a bigger uh, role, it plays a bigger role than that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's very important that we provide awareness what is public health and what is not public health. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's not just clinics or uh, hospitals, it's community. community. It's people, so public, which has to do with everybody, mm -hmm. uh, and health, so everybody's health. Yeah. Um, so including the environment and, sure. and, and uh, where people live uh, and uh, their educational level. Sure. Uh, so bring that awareness. Also celebrating those that are in public health, especially now where they're our public health system has been tested. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's always room for improvement for anything. And when we go through things like this, especially in the middle of the pandemic, we get to just pause for a second and understand, uh, okay, <laughs> these people are going through a lot. And, and one of the things I always like to say, when we say healthcare workers, and we use that word a lot, yeah. essential yeah. workers and healthcare workers, and we use a lot of that word. And I'd say, well, let's, let's celebrate not just the nurse, Mm -hmm. Not just the doctor, mm -hmm. but the person that is building the drywall inside mm -hmm. a COVID-19 unit. unit right. uh, the person has to pick up the hazard material, yeah. um, you know, because they are at the same risk. As so sometimes they kind of get lost into, into we say, healthcare workers. It encompasses a lot of people, the public health workers that are contact tracing, sure. um, making sure that people get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's to celebrate them, to celebrate people, to celebrate the achievements in public health, um, what we've had in the past until, until today. Wow. Well, that was the most thorough uh, explanation for what Public Health Week is that I've heard in my life. <laughs> and, but you, you kept using a word that I've come to know mm -hmm. what it means, but I want you to explain. What's the epidemiologist? Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. So, pretty much, we're like investigators. Uh, determination, determinants of health. Okay. Um, so, we want, when there is, we observe, mm -hmm. we see an issue, a public health problem, and we need to either find out what caused it, Mm -hmm. And also, how do we fix it? Okay. Okay. So it's a it's a kind of a holistic approach. Uh, it involves research. It involves prevention. Uh, epidemiology has different. Uh, type of uh, characteristic, which is social behavioral epidemiology. We talk about cancer epidemiology, infectious disease. Yeah. Uh, that's one, that would be one of my um, specialties there, and social and behavioral epidemiology is one of my specialties. Uh, and so we, because epidemiology encompasses so many different um, uh, disciplines inside of it. So the main thing we do is we investigate, we determine what is causing an issue in that population and how do we solve it with evidence-based research. Okay. Um, so uh, very important, evidence-based. Uh, and as we continue with this interview, there's more uh, we'll talk about and we'll get more into the sure. details of it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for the understanding. Um, as we know, uh, National Public Health Week touches on different dimensions of wellness, mm -hmm. which will also be discussed mm -hmm. today. Uh, how does this week of awareness relate to a holistic mm -hmm. wellness? Um, so when we think wellness, uh, a lot of people have different definitions of wellness. Sure. Uh, and holistic, I like that word uh, because it's not just one thing. It's not just okay. one dimension. Um, the, for me, I always go by the spiritual health. I kind of like the first sure. thing I'm thinking, my brain is thinking, spiritual health. If you get your spiritual health in order, everything else, you'll be okay. Right, right. You know, that's kind of the, the mentality. But there are other uh, type of health because you're dealing with the person, you know, mind, body, spirit, mm -hmm. you know, and mental health is part of that, sure. you know, physical health, which is we talk about a lot. 
spiritual health. Um, and when you, if we don't address all of those that are part of the person, sure. uh, then there are deficiencies. Then you're not, you know, something is missing and, mm -hmm. and you're not going to be okay. Um, so that's why Public Health Public Health Week uh, like to give kind of an awareness to those dimensions of health. So people understand psychological health, you know, your your mind plays a huge role. The yeah. mind is a healer, you know, right. plays a huge role, uh, especially in COVID-19 where we're in a place where, you know, mental health issues and so forth and so forth. And I know we'll talk about that much more later, uh, that if we, spiritual health. And I remember when churches were, were closed at first. Right, right. And uh, and as you know, being uh, an associate pastor, yeah. um, not being in front of a congregation, uh, that was one of the worst, <laughs> worst things for me. Uh, yeah. It was difficult. I went through kind of like an anger thing at first, uh, you know, anxiety, you know, it's Sunday and I'm not at church. I felt weird yeah. not being inside the church. And not so much that the building is the church. Right. It's just the people. The people. You know, the social aspect of mm -hmm. it, and that it messed with my mind. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it was it was very difficult time. And when we opened church again, I remember the first time when it was open again. Uh, I went to church. I ran in. I went in <laughs> inside the sanctuary. I was like, I'm back. Here I am. And it, there was just a feeling, just being in there. Sure. Um, that okay, everything is gonna be okay. That's right. Um, so, and but not everybody has that. Everybody mm -hmm. has that spiritual aspect, and people are looking for. Yeah. People are looking for a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, especially nowadays, uh, we're looking for you know vaccines being the uh, the answer right. to our problems. Right. 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 Uh, looking for the government being the answer to our problems. Um, and but the answer is it's in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's that's something that that's the truth. Yeah. Um, that we don't need. There's no debate for that yeah. truth, and I think there's an opportunity here. Where because some churches that are not even that never broadcast or never did a Facebook live, right? <laughs> we can reach people that are not just in our con congregation mm -hmm. and and help with that mental aspect of it. So I believe that when we're talking about holistic health, uh, spiritual health is, plays a huge role, a huge part uh, of it. Uh, the physical health. Think about uh, people's behavior. Mm. Uh, you know, take care of yourself. Uh, and but unfortunately, in public health, we see a lot of you know inequalities, and a lot of times where because of socioeconomic status, not everybody has kind of the same access, uh, access to mm -hmm. be able to have that kind of physical health. And as we teach, we teach in our program, you know, sure. we talk about we have a nutrition concentration, uh, and we talk about nutrients and vitamins and mm -hmm. so forth and so forth. Now, some people don't have a pharmacy in their neighborhood, right? Um, so you're, when you're talking about vitamins, like, okay, so where do I get this? Okay. I don't have a car to get there. Right. Um, so um, there are some things, even the holistic health in general, that we have to take every single dimension and see, okay, how do we uh, create kind of access for everybody to, to, to have that? Mm -hmm. um, so that's what Public Health Week is about, uh, and uh, that it's important that we discuss those things and be comfortable yeah. uh, discussing them because it's not, it's not perfect. Yeah. And um, knowing them is good, educating yeah. about them is yeah. good, but how do we help everybody where they are? Sure. So, that's so you and I both uh, work in a PWI, primarily mm -hmm. white institution, mm -hmm. and... The question I'm about to ask you <laughs> will make some people uncomfortable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, because they don't put it in proper perspective mm -hmm. or they uh, have a presupposition about mm -hmm. what that means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now that I've teed the ball up, mm -hmm. here comes the question. <laughs> okay. Can you talk about how mm -hmm. racial mm -hmm. equality mm -hmm. correlates to wellness? Mm -hmm. um, so I've, lately it's been kind of... For the past few years, I, when, when the word racial is used, mm -hmm. uh, it has become a controversial thing. Sure. Just that word. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so God created the heaven and the earth, created Adam and Eve, created people. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, so why should the word be mm -hmm. controversial? Mm. I live in a multiracial house mm. <laughs> to start right. with. It's, you know, it's and, all around you. And all around me. Yeah. Uh, multiracial church I go to, you know, and sure. I started thinking, why 
is that controversial word. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I was thinking about is the heart of man. Mm. The heart of man is sinful. Desperately wicked. <laughs> Desperately wicked. And only God can fix that. Yeah. And, you know, and the our answers to that, you know, man always has this, uh, there's a bias or there's something mm-hmm. going on in our in our mind. And if we don't hang on to the Lord, it's going to be an issue. So talking about virtual equity and wellness, um, understanding that your uh, not everybody has equal access. Now, mm-hmm. it's not a controversial term. It's true. Uh, in a way where there are communities that have, for example, food desert, we call them. Yes. Uh, in a proper grocery store, you don't mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, therefore, if you don't have a car, yeah. you have to rely on public transportation. By the time you get there, it takes you about an hour, an hour and a half to get to a grocery store. It's quicker to go and buy fast food, right? Right more there. Accessible. All right, more accessible for you, mm-hmm. uh, and you can, and that's it, and that's it, and that doesn't help us in the future. Yeah. And so, when we think about those things, that's what we're talking about: equity. How do we provide access for mm-hmm. for somebody like that? You know, people that live in that kind of community or poor communities, uh, where hospitals are being closed in yeah. poor communities. Right. Uh, so now the ambulance will take about forty five minutes to get to you. By then, um, you know, you may Mortality be you may be dead. <laughs> Uh, or why, like maternal mortality, for example, why are th- those rates are higher among African-American women than white women? Why, why is that? Why? You know, so if I say something like that, I am not making a controversial issue. The numbers don't lie. Right. I teach about statistics and numbers that just don't lie. But why is that? Well, as we think about level of care mm-hmm. or socioeconomic status and where you live. So zip code. Yes. Okay. So one zip code. Uh, may have um, you know better health outcomes, mm-hmm. and the other zip code doesn't, but they're near each other, mm-hmm. you know. And we see those things in our you know one country, yeah. uh, right? And we see those things in our neighborhoods. And started thinking, why is that a problem? Why do we have higher mortality rates? Why do we have high diabetes? Why do we have all of those things? And certain groups of people uh, compared to their counterparts. Sure. And so, uh, because the again the equity access, and right. we don't have that. Um, so, um, in my class the other day, I was talking about property taxes. Okay. So, if you live in a low socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. uh, your property taxes are going to be or lower. Cheaper. Right. So, lower taxes than um, your school. Your schools there are not going to get the funding they require. They're not. They may not get the best teachers. So, therefore, your kids are not getting the best education they can get. Some of those schools are closed as well, which mm-hmm. means uh, the kids have to walk longer Bus. buses mm-hmm. to be able to get to a different school that is far away from their community. Sure. So again, so if you have the educational aspect, mm-hmm. um, that's already compromised. And then you're going to have um, productivity aspect that will be compromised because then you're graduating um, you know, more of another race than the other. So sure. we're we're looking at it's kind of like a circle, a vicious circle that mm-hmm. that happens. Cycle, yeah. It's a cycle that happens. And another thing is pharmacy desert. Uh, right mm. now we're talking about COVID nineteen vaccination. That's right. Um, so if you don't have a Walgreens or a CVS or those kind of pharmacies around in your neighborhood, you go to another zip code. You have it's like uh, when you see a Walgreens, CVS is right next to it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right there. Right, right. And you see different type of pharmacies all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, so compared to five to ten miles before you get one. Yeah. Okay. So if there is a vaccination event, who's going to get there first? Right. You know, how are you going to get there if you can't get there? Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at those school deserts, like I just talked about that, sure. where the communities don't have, you know, and other policy changes that affect poor communities. Uh, an example, Flint, Michigan. Okay. They What they've done was they wanted to save money. Mm-hmm. So there was a redirection of the water, water, water supply. supply. Mm-hmm. And so it only affected the poor communities, mm-hmm. not the other affluent. higher affluent community that's next door, yeah. uh, because, again, they have uh, more power, more money, so they have more influence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the things that have created this, um, this racial uh, inequality when it comes to access wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the question is, how do we fix it? Mm. <laughs> That's the, I call it a million dollar question. Yes. Uh, how do we fix it? So the f- number one, we have to acknowledge hmm. without it being political problem. 
mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge something mm-hmm. that okay we're we are seeing some issues here uh, there's um a verse in the Bible it's in Deuteronomy it's like about they will never cease to be poor in the land mm-hmm. but then God is charging us the second half of that okay so reason why we have a public health program here even uh, Liberty is that so we can um, train our students so they can go in those communities and provide help so that's Solution. you know solutions mm-hmm. to to the problems mm-hmm. um, you know and more than a Christian school to do that mm-hmm. uh, why well because God is charging us to do so because yeah. there will always be needs and, and who's going to do the work if not us mm. And that's part of the whole evangelical message. That's right. Um, so the hands and feet of Jesus, that's, right? That's it. And it doesn't have to be where it's comfortable for us. You know, sometimes where it's not comfortable. And that's where there is a problem because we want to be, you know, it's comfortable. So I'm just going right, to go. Right, right. Uh, and we also need to be willing to learn. Hmm. That's being an issue too, being able to learn. Uh, you have to learn the cultures that yeah. are around you. Um, the United States of America doesn't just have kind of one culture, you know, just here, this is it. <laughs> we have multiple cultures and subcultures within the subcultures. That, that's and true. so you want to educate yourself and learn and, and be able to say, okay, why do we have this issue in this community? Uh, we cannot solve every problem. Like one person cannot do it. Mm-hmm. So we need people to have different type of calling. This is my passion. I want to solve the food desert issue. Mm. I want to solve the pharmacy desert issue. Yeah. I want to solve the school desert issue. Sure, sure. Um, to, to be able to come together and do that. And, and it requires um, people to know there's a, acknowledge there's a problem. That's right. And that's the issue. We, you know, we, we tend to not be able to get past that, mm-hmm. the, that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you right. know, oh, no, there's nothing. So the acknowledgement. Oh, no, the acknowledgement. Uh, has to be the first and, step. And in public health, you know, the way we see things in public health, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, some reason, as we were discussing earlier, it's very different mm-hmm. the way we see things. Because when we're looking at a population, we don't just, okay, here are these numbers. These are people. There's a connection directly. Right. And as I'm looking at graphs and I'm looking at that and I go, oh, man, okay, so we make, what may cause this? That's when we start the investigation. Right. And you go back to see, okay, what is, what is that community has and the other community doesn't? Mm. And how do we how do we bring an awareness yeah. and get the st- stakeholders that can then solve this issue? Um, I love it. So that's that's the way it should work. Yeah. Not oh here we go again. It shouldn't be controversial sure. and say hey, they're just some people don't have what other people. You know what I I love the way you approach it uh, with the acknowledgement. and and it and it doesn't mean I have to throw my culture away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be. Uh, culturally intelligent Correct. about the things that mm-hmm. uh, are different mm-hmm. in another person's values, Correct. life, and and I don't have to embrace theirs mm-hmm. as my own, mm-hmm. but understanding it mm-hmm. makes me intelligent Correct. about those people who are around me. Yes, right. Absolutely. And so, since we acknowledge mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. we see differences, mm-hmm. but we use science to tell us mm-hmm. uh, how can we address those needs. Yes. It's not necessarily socialistic Mm-mm. or redistribution of wealth no. to address a need. No. In fact, you're saying tap into your spiritual mm-hmm. That's right. acumen as a believer mm-hmm. in Christ. That's right. And help those who are less fortunate. That's right. And mm. and which is a it's a it's a biblical mandate, I call wow. it. Wow. It's a biblical mandate. So as as now, those that are listening, if you are a believer, a believer, then he, here's my, my, my thought on this has always been, if you believe that the God created men and women, mm-hmm. and you believe that you know, God gave us a mandate to take care of sure. the earth and everything that's in it, then these things should not be a controversial problem for you, mm. because we serve the same God. So therefore, if we're all believers and we believe in Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, uh, therefore this mandate should be something that's natural and yeah. that flows because Jesus was a rebel. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he went and broke all their laws, <laughs> visited people he shouldn't be visiting. That's right. Uh, because he wanted them to see, hey, there is a better way, yeah. a relationship way. Mm. Get yourself out of your comfort zone way. 
And that's what he did. And that's what we need to look into. How do we get out of our comfort zone, our you know, low bucks, mm-hmm. and say, hey, I need to learn more about this issue. Yeah. You know, and we need to pray and say, Lord, direct me. Mm. Where do you want me to go? Uh, if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, and it may sound kind of weird for you, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, there is a way to believe. Yeah. You know, because God offers this to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not just us and we're so fortunate. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with, you know, with us. It's mm-hmm. because of God's grace yeah. and mercy. And love, and that he extended that yeah. salvation so for all. So of no goodness of our own. Of no goodness of Lest our we own. would boast, right? Lest we would boast, that's right. Yeah. Um, so therefore, I will you know, extend that invitation for whoever's listening that, thinking, okay, uh, here we go again, this biblical people, mm-hmm. uh, is that, you know, if you want to experience God's love, mm-hmm. um, you know, salvation, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you'll become Superman or Supergirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it no. just means that you, are, you were dead, but now you live, mm-hmm. and it's a spiritual transformation sure. that God will do. And then you have your entire lifetime for God to fix you. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. Listen, I'm so glad uh, that you were here with me today to talk about building bridges to better health. Mm-hmm. And as we uh, look at all of the dimensions mm-hmm. of wellness mm-hmm. and um, focusing in on National Public Health Week and why it's important. Uh, I want to move on with another mm-hmm. question, if mm-hmm. that's all right with mm-hmm. you. What are the ways that people can be good stewards mm-hmm. of the environment oh. outside of just recycling? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, that's another controversial problem right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> so we teach environmental health here. That's part of our program. Sure. And um, there's one, there are two things, really. Because uh, I, always, I always refer to the spiritual aspect first before I kind of get into Because I think that's kind of the main, the main thing sure. first. And I remember when G, um, the Pharisees were asking Jesus about, hey, uh, they had over 600 laws mm-hmm. that they needed to obey every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Um, and so, and I said, wow, 600. <laughs> so they wanted to kind of ask Jesus questions just to kind of mess with him a little bit. And mm-hmm. trying to, they always kept trying to do that. And they're like, which ones are, which one is the best commandment? You know, mm. the best of them all. You know, what is it? Yeah. And they wanted him to say something so they can use it against them. And, and he said, well, um, love God. And then, you know, love your neighbor. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that kind of got them by surprise. And I, I think about that. And I said, well, loving my neighbor means what? You know, my, li- my neighbor lives in my, the environment, mm-hmm. right? My neighbor is in my local district or in my workplace, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily the person that lives next door to me. Sure. My neighbor would be my brother, my sister, my parents, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, my church members, you know, right. the family of Christ and those that don't, they're, they're non-believers, yeah. you know. And I started thinking about that and I said, well, in Genesis, God talked about how he created the heaven and the earth and then he said, hey, you need to be caretakers. Mm-hmm. I've created this. You go with it. Take care of this. Right. Uh, but then sadly, it has become a much controversial problem. There's a, there's a book by Dan Story. It's called uh, Should, Should Christians Be Environmentalist? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, well, Christians <laughs> should care more about the environment mm-hmm. than non-believers. Yeah. But sadly, that's not what I, I have seen or experienced, where environmental health has become a uh, controversial language on uh, taking care of our planet. We may disagree on how it should be done and so mm-hmm. forth and so forth, you know, recycling, conservation water, um, so forth and so forth. But it's a lifestyle change. Mm. So when we're talking about um, the environment being a good steward, it's a life. Um, style change. Sure. Um, now, it means what? When we're talking about recycling the plastic cups and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, beyond doing that is doing a personal, what we call a conservation effort. Okay. Uh, and uh, in our in our in our program, we, we we deal with that conservation effort and how how do you see an environmental health problem and yeah. how do you um, propose. Uh, that we can solve the issue. Sure. 
And environmental health is one of those um, uh, characteristics of public health that encompasses everything public health. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about toxicity. We're talking oh, yeah. about the, the lead pipes in, in, mm-hmm. in, um, in Michigan. Uh, but sadly, uh, it affects more of those that are low socioeconomic status. Again, sure. in epidemiology, we deal a lot with uh, socioeconomic status issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it affects them. Again, the most. Uh, why? Because then policies are made. Uh, if you don't have access to be able to, or you live in an older home, led, and mm-hmm. so forth and so mm-hmm. forth, having that awareness yeah. um, that doesn't exist. Um, so, sadly, environmental health expands true way beyond the recycling aspect. Uh, for me, as a Christian, I should want to be a steward. Uh, which means what, you know, conservation, energy, less electricity, um, you know, turn off uh, when you're not using something, right. you know, maybe just basic things like that uh, and informing your neighbors about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it can be uh, a chore, uh, a chore, sometimes it can be a chore, but uh, the little you're doing it can have a greater impact when a lot more people are doing it. Um, So the environment, you know, we've seen that, um, you know, we talk about air pollution, uh, we talk about those those things, Um, you know, some walk, if you can, you know, those, that idea. Uh, our campus has, has a lot of walkways, you yes. know, and trails, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. You know, just walk when you can. Uh, I mean, when I was a student here, I was guilty of those things where I would drive from my dorm to the Marriott, <laughs> to River Thomas to go eat. Uh-huh. Didn't have to. Mm. Could walk, um, you know, just that, that convenience. Yeah. Um, of having a car. So just making those, having those awareness uh, for people and understanding that when the Bible talks about subdue and have dominion, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be a good ruler, yeah, your people need to be okay. Mm. If they're not, your kingdom is going to crumble. Mm-hmm. So the same way, we need to be good rulers of the earth mm-hmm. uh, and, and understand, okay, what is affecting of our environment, where we are, sure. You know, I tell students, okay, I know you want to save the world, but let's start with your community first. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> One right. community at a time. That's right. Um, so, you know, you look around you, you look at your community, and you see, okay, uh, what are the environmental health issues I see here, and what can I do, mm-hmm. you know, to, to solve an issue? It could be a small issue, but sure. that's a difference. You're Make making a difference, a difference right. in, in what you're doing. So that's what I would say when it comes to uh, being a good steward, you know, as Christians, that should be kind of our natural, sure. <laughs> kind of a natural thing yeah. for you to say, hey, yeah, God created and gave us dominion, so we need to take care of our environment, not, you know, and not get into any, you know, controversies. Mm-hmm. Um, if I may add, uh, there is a, there is a, um, a lot of times there's the pro-choice, pro-life issue. Oh, my. Yeah, I know. Controversial. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring it all in. Controversial. Dr. We, so we're going to deal with when, all dimensions of wellness. When we today, talk huh? about pro choice and pro life, yeah. you know, I'm pro life, mm-hmm. which means I'm not going to sit and debate. It is what it is. Right. That's just it. Okay. Some people are pro choice. Mm. You're not going to sit and debate. They're, they're not going to change their mind. Right. And I started thinking. Say, have we? What about adoption? How do we solve that problem? How do we make sure that families that really want a child, they're able to have a child without being broke? Mm -hmm. Because the adoption process is very expensive. It's expensive. So how do we deal with that? And I don't see a pro-choice person not wanting to talk about that. That Mm. you know, or how do we decrease teenage pregnancies? Mm -hmm. Because when we're talking about environmental health, uh, you take there are a lot of states that teach. A different type of uh, health education in their school, okay. uh, you know, and haven't changed in years. Mm-hmm. And there are states that um, haven't changed their the way they teach these things. Um, they have a lot of teenage pregnancies. Mm. Uh, they have a lot of uh, you know single moms uh, or single parents uh, because of. Of um, you know they're pregnant younger mm-hmm. you know and they didn't finish school uh, so you you'll see that low income communities have those sure. um, so 
Therefore, product, again, productivity. You didn't go to school. Here you yeah. have a child. And that kind of continues low, the issue, right? Low wage earning. Low wage earning. So yeah. that continues. So two, yeah. three, four jobs and five jobs. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about environmental health, um, how do we uh, educate mm-hmm. uh, without losing our, our values? Mm-hmm. Uh, because in, in public health, it's kind of like a fine line. Public, you know, it's a fine line for us as Christians being in public health. Okay. Uh, because there are some uncomfortable things, like I was talking about purchase mm-hmm. for life issue, where if the goal is to decrease teenage pregnancy, it means what? Decreasing abortions. Right. I'm happy. Yeah. Let's decrease abortions, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, but sadly, what happens is, is uh, we tend to stay in our silos Mm. And we're like, okay, these people are doing this. These people hate women, and these people are killing babies. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the mm-hmm. language. Yeah. And so the know, extremes of the it. extremes of it. Yeah. And that for me, when I look at it as a public health professional, I say we're missing the point. I don't want to change a somebody that's. I don't want to change their mind. That's God's job. <laughs> Let's not do God's work yeah. for, for him. That's God's power. Mm-hmm. We, I believe he has the power. Right. But us as ambassadors of Christ, mm. the word love, mm-hmm. that's what we need to show. Yeah. A pro-choice person. Yeah. And when you do that, that changes their mentality mm-hmm. about what Christianity is about. It's yeah. not judgmental. Yeah. Uh, it's not pointing fingers, mm. but it's mostly, oh, wow, okay, interesting. We have different ideas, but there are things that we can talk about, and how do we, how do we help? Work and together. They work mm-hmm. together in these issues. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, so some people grew up in environments where they, they grew up, you know, no fathers in the mm-hmm. home, right? They grew up where mom working three, four jobs, five jobs. Some never leave that neighborhood. Mm. So then the cycle continues in that way. That's good. Uh, so when we're talking about environmental health, it, it encompasses so much. Mm. And so as Christians, we have to acknowledge, again, acknowledgement comes again, sure. that there are issues. Yeah. And and use the word of God to be kind of our stepping stone, yeah. you know, and kind of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not, nobody has... A, ever proven the Bible to be wrong. Never. They don't even try. <laughs> it's like, don't try. That's the truth. Yeah. So since that's, that's our firm foundation, how do we use that firm foundation and show people love? Yeah. And lately, I feel like we haven't... Uh, I was telling my, my pastor that uh, I think that we have failed <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> about those, you know, showing love and you hold on to your belief. Mm-hmm. You don't compromise the word of God, mm. but you can still show love. That's right. In the midst of it, um, so so be proactive. Being proactive. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, what advice would you give to our listeners who are uh, living in a world mm. driven by technology? Mm. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! The, this has been. Um, Technology, it's, I'm not against technology. Technology is good. Yes. I love it. I, I love enjoy it. We technology. Use it. We're using it right now. That's right. Uh, so we use it a lot. But the word responsible oh. comes to mind when we talk about technology. Uh, responsible. And this can go from younger mm-hmm. all the way to older. And the point where we have social media path- platforms where you can hide behind that. And say whatever you want. Oof. Whoever you're destroying does not matter. It doesn't matter. You know, going from kids, we're seeing children committing suicide. Mm. Children. Yeah. At young as six, mm. committing suicide because people are being mean to them. Yeah, cyber You know, cyberbullying. So we're seeing those things, even with the midst of the pandemic now that, that, you know, mental health issues and so forth and so forth, people being isolated so long. Sure. So we're seeing that. So technology has the advantages mm-hmm. and has the disadvantages. Sure. And what I tell our listeners, if there are parents, if they are a parent, mm-hmm. do not give your first grader an iPhone. Mm. A child should not have an iPhone. Mm. Okay, <laughs> a smartphone. Yeah. And usually sometimes they tell me, oh, you're just old school, oh, you're old school. It's not that responsible. Yeah. 
responsibility goes beyond, you know, we have to think about how do we teach our youngsters to use technology wisely. wisely. Mm-hmm. So if you give them an iPhone, you haven't taught them how to use anything else. Mm-hmm. Now they have a different world that you're not part of. Yes. And you have no idea what's going on. With them. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of evil people out there that yeah. will take advantage. Because they have you know, access. Because they have access. So we have to understand it's not being uh, strict parenting or whatever it is we right. call it, but we have to learn responsibility. You know, our students, you know, I tell them, especially in Baustad, you know, it's a very difficult course, and I tell them, I said, okay, when you're in the classroom, I'm your man. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the one you have. So if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, <laughs> you tell them, you have another man in your life <laughs> for this class that can wait. Mm. Focus. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it affects education. It affects your mindset. Mm. We've seen severe depression because sure. of social media, sure. where your entire world and your, you know, the approval, your approval mm-hmm. is the social media. Yeah. So the moment somebody doesn't like your page, Ugh. that's it. The world is over yeah. sad. Uh, sad it's gone yeah. oh my goodness they didn't approve my stuff um so for our young listeners out there and this is not to batch anybody you know mm-hmm. this is like we need to balance mm-hmm. there's a time for for that and there's a time to focus um because sometimes because technology can be loud we miss god's prompts we miss that small still small voice wow so we miss, we miss out on it because we can't hear it because it's so noisy um, around us. So technology is very important. You know, for us, you know, I think about how churches are able to use Facebook Live mm-hmm. on Sundays to, to broadcast their, their, you know, the messages. Mm-hmm. And that has reached people from everywhere. And that's, that's yeah. a plus. And I said, wow, okay, you know what? Whatever it is, you know what? We, God is using this. Mm-hmm. This is evangel- evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tools. But then he also has that dark side of it. Yeah. You know, those that are listening that are parents, I always say, um, the school is not, the school's job is not to teach your kids Oof. about life. Oof. It is what it is. Not The church's job Ugh. is not to teach your children about life. Wow. That is not their job. It's your job as parents to teach your children. That's responsibility. Um, oh my goodness! It is the parents' job. Um. So when we when we and it's not society to teach their children. And the reason is, you know, we sometimes we live in, you know, there are things that are changing, and you know, I may not want my kids to get some kind of lesson mm-hmm. at school and so forth and so forth, um, or have the government, you know, have this. Here's this lesson. Everybody has to learn it, for example, right? And I know people get angry at that. Oh, things are going bad and so forth and so forth. But the way I look at it is that the government is not the church. No. Government is not church. Mm. The United States of America is not church, right? That's right. So we cannot expect, right, what's not biblical or church. Yeah. To, to come act. from, yeah, <laughs> biblically, yeah, and that we have people in our society that don't believe in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have uh, people that don't adhere to that and mm-hmm. to that mentality. Does that mean they don't deserve equity as well? When talking about health, Whew. you know, so it doesn't have to be that I agree with a person for them to be able to allow to live. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so um, they're still image bearers. They right? still. So technology has created really a different world mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, everybody's hiding behind and then people are taking advantage. Yeah. Misinformation has been a problem when it comes to COVID-19. Um, uh, in class, I have to show things and say, uh-uh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is not true. This is not true. <laughs> um, why? Because. The mind, again, we're talking about, you know, the, sure. the dimension of health, mind. Um, people have been manipulated a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, technology has been used. You have social platforms and ever where you can, you can um, sign up for 
and then you're part of that and you're getting all this information right. and that's it your mentality becomes that kind of one-sided um, and so technology has power mm. it has power uh, and we again responsible um, who in your house if you're a parent again I always go back to parents <laughs> if you're a parent in your home yeah. their children don't rule your house that's good you rule your house that's good and when they go get their own home, yeah. they can rule their own man. That's right. You know, and when I talk like that, they kind of look at me, kind of, okay, you're just crazy. No, it's not. <laughs> we have to bring it back to 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 the to the home. Yeah. You know, where it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. You know, the smallest the, unit the, in the, community yes. is family, right? That's right. So if we would just fix our families, mm -hmm. uh, focus on the family it was a mm -hmm. good movement, right? Yeah. Good yes. ministry. Yes. And I think they had it right. It's yes. just a Biblical worldview, and we just we just have to learn to be responsible. Use technology the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, awareness of COVID nineteen, awareness for vaccinations, awareness of you know uh, social inequalities. Using that platform uh, and activism and so forth and so forth, sure. and that works. Uh, also, we have the opposite, which is where you have disinformation. You have all these other things, cyberbullying. I mean, um, in Japan. And to close this question out, in Japan, uh, the suicide rate has skyrocketed mm. in the midst of COVID. Skyrocketed, you know. And they're they're trying, <laughs> they're 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 scrambling, mm. trying to figure out. And more women actually wow. the suicide there uh, than men. And it has increased so much. Uh, again, being cooped up, locked up, and all of those right. things, you know, have caused a lot of disparities. Um, and so they started doing awarenesses, you know, online mm -hmm. awarenesses and so forth and so forth. You can meet with a with a with a psychologist, psychiatrist mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. So technology can be used for good, where you can talk sure. to someone. Sure. Um, so we can we can use technology for good. Yeah. Uh, it's just sadly there's the other aspect of it that you know that kind of uh, ruins it for sure. everybody. <laughs> So, to some extent, mm -hmm. uh, the awareness of mm -hmm. mental health mm -hmm. has improved. Mm -hmm. um, the stigmas are, are being reduced mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but how can we continue to encourage uh, mental health awareness mm -hmm. during this pandemic? And so, just like what we were talking about earlier, uh, how they're, 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 social media has been used to be able to contact your doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can talk with them. You know, go through the the stuff that you need to talk to them about. And but sadly, when we're talking about mental health, I think that's one of the uh, areas of public health where there was a, there's a lag. Sure. You know, because the word crazy comes to people's mind. <laughs> oh boy. They use crazy. Yeah. Uh, so when you say mental health, it's like they say crazy. Yeah. Um, and and here's a statement I'll make. It says, we all have mental health problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Different levels of it. Because you know, we're, not, we're not perfect. Yeah. Only God is perfect. Mm -hmm. So we all have that kind of, we have our own issues that we deal with. You know, some have more than others. Some need help, need people to guide them and talk to. Uh, so once we acknowledge that, you know, I always use the mirror analogy. God, look in the mirror. Your number one problem is what you see in the mirror when you look at it. Mm. <laughs> is there anybody else? <laughs> right, right. When you look at that mirror, the first person you see when you're looking, that's your number one problem. That's acknowledgement again. <laughs> acknowledgement again. <laughs> and then, you know, being able to see beyond ourselves, mm -hmm. put ourselves in people's shoes. Yeah. You know, how would I try to understand this person? What can I do to help this person? Sure. You know, uh, so we have to have relationships again. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, true relationships where I am interested in your life. My goodness. I want to know what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to be there for you. And, and so, you know, with COVID-19, we've missed. There's a lot, you know, because of the isolation, um, sure. you know, that has caused a lot of that issue. But hopefully with the vaccinations and um we're able to start kind of coming together. The family mm -hmm. unit is important, right. uh, you know, and don't give up on people. Oh, wow. Don't give up on people. Mm. That's, that's another, another thing that will improve mental health, not to give up that's on good. people. Uh, because we all deal with our problems differently. Well, absolutely. If God wanted everybody to be the same, mm. we're all going to look alike. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're all gonna speak the same language. Mama. <laughs> you know, and because God loves diversity. That's why Tara Bible, he changed their languages. Yeah. You know, let me let me let me let me change this. Let, let's see what we got here. Yeah. That's why we have different colors. Hmm. You know, if we have of different colors. There's a reason. Yeah. God loves that. That's right. So because there's diversity in people, there's diversity in mentality, there's diversity in, in people's mindset. And, you know, and so it's not, not every mental health issue is the same. Right? So we need to continue providing awareness to mental health uh, and we need to provide support. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where uh, public health needs to do more. That's good. Uh, and there, again, there are some inequities too mm-hmm. uh, where other people are able to have the help and others don't so if you don't have broadband mm. enter it in your home that's right you can't connect you can't connect to, to the to the psychologist or psychiatrist so you know how do we solve that how do we are we going to provide uh, a transportation system to take the person there or are you going to have a kind of a in-call yeah. visits yeah. you know and, you know so we have to think that not everyone has that access to the internet. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's true. So therefore, how do we, um, how do we help the people that don't have that access, right. that are suffering from mental health issues? So sure. I really, there, those are things that we can do better um, in, in public health to, to bring awareness. So when you talk about um, healthcare workers, mm-hmm. yeah, the mental health professionals, mm-hmm. uh, medical doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. all that, mm-hmm. How can we elevate the uh, healthcare workers mm-hmm. and essential workers in general? So, if it wasn't for grocery stores, or those that work in them, oh boy, the person at the that's checking you out, you know, you get your food, they're checking you out mm. before you go. Uh, we're gonna start. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to go to work. Yeah. Every day. Mm. Uh, may not have vacation days. Right, may not, right. You know, if you don't go work, you don't make your hours. Yeah, you don't, you don't eat. <laughs> There's no money. That's right. Uh, and in the mix of this particular time, and when you go to a grocery store and you're about to check out, for example, say thank you. Mm. Say thank you. Mm. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. Yeah. I appreciate your sacrifice for being here and helping us be able to have this. That's good. That's one way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, we talk about healthcare workers, and we, earlier we talked about the different, sure. you know, uh, aspects of that, not just the doctors or nurses and so forth. You know, when you know one, I'm praying for you. Yeah, encouraging. God is with you. Yeah. Uh, and that, that goes a long way. Um, you know, like us in, in education, um, you know, when a student graduates you know, years, years, and they send you a message one of those days. Oh, man. They just send you this message. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I was in your class six years ago. <laughs> and, man, you just said something, and that's just, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And maybe they need to hear thank you that day. Wow. That's you know? good. Um, so... Those are ways we can help, and we can help celebrate them. Mm-hmm. You know, we can encourage them and help celebrate them. Um, because, and we shouldn't forget all of them either. You know, like mm-hmm. I was talking about the janitors. That's I was right. Talking about That's right. Those because they play as equal role. You know, the thing is the way God sees things. I have to go back to this. That's right. Stuff again. <laughs> the way God sees things. When God sees a janitor mm-hmm. and sees a prestigious doctor. Mm-hmm. He sees uh, his children. That's right. Not their profession. Yeah. He couldn't care less because mm. we won't take that to heaven with us. Wow. That's good. <laughs> That's not important. That's good. Um, um, so how we treat each other, mm-hmm. uh, no, that's important. Yeah. No matter where or what, uh, you know, you have. So the, the us being intentional. Mm-hmm. And so our listeners out there, if you go to a grocery store today, you want to be intentional. That's good. And say thank you. Yeah. And say, hey, uh, I'm praying for you. The work you're doing is tremendous. And they may go, oh, you know, it's just nothing. Yeah. But subconsciously in there, it will go a long way. Yeah. Um, you know, to making their day. 
and make gestures, you know, maybe do a community thing. If you know there are some healthcare workers, essential workers in your community, yeah. you can, you know, just a little, just, you know, just a little package and just leave it at their door and say thank you, things like that you can do. So there are many things we can do to show love to our work, healthcare workers and wow. essential workers. Wow, that was amazing. You know what? I want to give a shout out to a few people. Mm-hmm. I, I've worked at Walmart mm-hmm. Army Medical Center, mm-hmm. Longsteel Regional Medical Center, mm-hmm. Blanchville uh, Army Hospital, um, Brook Army Medical Center mm-hmm. in Texas. Mm-hmm. I've been in the healthcare industry mm-hmm. a long time, whether it's in the civilian population mm-hmm. or in uh, the military. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say uh, thank you for all those mm-hmm. people who are caring for um, our loved ones mm-hmm. in our communities and specifically uh, I just want to thank you for helping me understand greater how all the dimensions mm-hmm. of wellness are always at play mm-hmm. and as we're approaching our final mm-hmm. uh, question mm-hmm. uh, from today's broadcast mm-hmm. we're talking about building bridges to better health mm-hmm. and understanding the National Public Health Week mm-hmm. observance and why it's important uh, I, I, my final question to mm-hmm. you is what can you share with our listeners mm-hmm. about learning to balance the different dimensions of mm-hmm. wellness? For example, not just focus on physical or intellectual mm-hmm. wellness. So that's a good question. <laughs> so I, maybe I'll put it in like a double, a twofold <laughs> right sure. in here. Break it up higher. Uh, yeah, you. yeah. So, balance, it's a very, that's what I call controversial language word right there. <laughs> that one is controversial. It's difficult. Sure. Um, it is not easy. Um, but it has to start with self. Mm-hmm. It has to start with oneself. Uh, you know, kind of an assessment you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you want to assess your life first, your goals. You know, your your objectives, you know, what where are you, where are you going? Yeah. You know, to start with that, you know. Uh, and if you don't have the spiritual aspect in your life, um, you know, how do you how can I get that? Uh, number two, the physical aspect, you know, how can I um, physically how what can I do better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should I eat better? Um, you know, like we're talking about emotional, mental health and so forth. How you know Assessment of yourself is important, and I always look at it as uh, writing goals down. You know, one, two, three. Let me write these things down. Yeah. And then what I usually do is every I say, okay, God, this is what I got, so fix it, please. Mm. <laughs> and then every time one is good, I go, okay, there you go, <laughs> one down, a uh, thousand to go. Okay, right, so right. don't forget, we have a long list. <laughs> and then you kind of go down like that, but it's challenging because it has to be an everyday acknowledgement again mm-hmm. that word again. That's right. Of our, our our, fault, our faults and our issues that in and when you assess your life you look at okay which dimension am I lagging more in and then you can select them so okay now what are the resources mm-hmm. and how can I get help through this there are 24 hours in a day yeah I wish there were more yeah <laughs> yes. 24 hours is not enough yes. Yes. Uh, but again uh, we have to learn to balance the time Mm. Uh, which, and as you know, it is not easy. It is not easy. easy. Um, It is very difficult to do, but, you know, we must uh, strive to want to Mm -hmm. um, do that. And and if I can go to um, kind of, I have an analogy I like to make. Sure. It's okay. Um, So I I use um, David a lot. Okay. Um, And... David, as a you know shepherd, you know, before he became king, mm-hmm. uh, there was Goliath. Oh, and we know that story, oh, and that's yeah. why I like to use it because even non-believers know David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goliath kind of represent all our problems in yeah. an example. You yeah. know, our issues and the things we go through, and the challenges and surmountable when we're looking at it, you know, in our physical eyes, right? right. Wow, I don't know if I can do this. Good question. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this. It's good. That's right. right. <laughs> so then, but David had um, thing, this thing we call trust in God. Mm-hmm. 
because he knew that he's physically he couldn't do it. That's right. He couldn't fight Goliath. Uh, but he knew that the commander of the spiritual army mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. is going to do it through him. So when he, he had trust, and he had courage. Mm-hmm. We, must have, we must trust God first. Trust God. Must have courage. All right. Because God is going to give us courage. Mm-hmm. Okay? And courage means what? Doesn't mean don't be afraid or mm-hmm. anything. You know, I'm not scared. I'm just going to go do whatever. Um, courage means, okay, if I think I cannot do it and it looks like it's going to be impossible, I know that God is going to give me the strength. Mm-hmm. That I need to get it. Beyond myself. Beyond myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the courage part. And the other part where we, 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 we like sometimes hope. Mm. Because I, I can watch the news and I can watch TV. I can read all this mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. And if I don't have hope, a lot of people don't have hope. You know, and maybe one of our listeners out there and the, that, you know, that's it. Hope, I just... Don't, there's no more hope mm. for me. Um, and there was no hope for humanity until Jesus Christ made the sacrifice. Amen. And now we're, we're, we're getting that, you know, reward. That's right. Right? Um, so God gives us hope. And that we remember that in the mix of all of this and COVID-19 and we don't see an end to it sometimes. And, you know, we're looking at it that way. That we remember that God is going to give us hope. Uh, when we have hope, then, you know, we can actually, the body responds to it mm-hmm. because you're not in despair, right? Uh, patience, which is another issue. And David had that. Patience, let me wait the right time mm-hmm. so I can throw it, right time, right opportunity, right. so I can hit where I need to hit, mm-hmm. so I can destroy this villain, for example, right? Yeah, right. So hope. It, and patience. Patience, it's very important. And my daughter always tells me, she, like, uh, she was born premature. Mm-hmm. She didn't have patience even when she was in <laughs> And she always tells me, well, as you know, I came out when I shouldn't have a month early, so I don't have any patience. <laughs> and you can, and she's still demonstrating her impatience. You know, <laughs> not having any patience. Now, right? not having any patience. And I keep trying to tell patience, patience. Uh, but you know, I, I call I use patience and and wisdom together. There's a reason mm-hmm. why, because the 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 word of God tells us that if we lack wisdom, yeah, that He will be the one giving yeah, us wisdom. That's right. We're, you know, we're requesting. We're requesting. You're asking. So so prayer is a big aspect of this. And so when we're talking about patience, uh, if you don't have Patience, we ask mm. for patience. Uh, patience that is going to be over soon. You know, the mask, mask, wearing your mask, wash your hands, use the germ mask. Uh, if you don't need to be somewhere, don't be don't there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being patient is going to be over soon. Mm. It rains like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's cloudy and very dark. Mm. Well, the rain is going to stop. Eventually. It does. Eventually, when it stops, the sun comes out, and you don't even, okay, did it just rain? I don't yeah, know. I don't right, see right, it anymore. Right, right. You know, when it snows, you know, the ice storms and all those things that we had last week, uh, it's gone. That's right. You don't see the ice anymore. That's good. So it's going to be over. So this pandemic is not going to, it's going to be over one day. Um, I can't give you a date on that. If you could, you'd be a rich man. If I could, yeah. I'll cash in on that. <laughs> and victory. Yes. It was the last one. I always like to talk about David because he won Yeah. the battle. That's good. Right? That's good. And victory. God is going to give us victory. Um, so we need to understand that, you know, it's not a normal time. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so when we're talking about... It's a time for us to really assess our lives and look at, okay, all these dimensions of, of health, where do I lack? Yeah. And I need God to help me. Now, if you're not a believer, you know, God still extends that mm-hmm. to everyone. Sure. There's no uh, special club. We don't have a club, you know, right. Christian's club. There, God doesn't have the club. Right. He has it open. It's free membership, by the way. Mm. And we know we like free. <laughs> free membership. It costs you zero dollars, zero cents. Uh, it's just you have to surrender. Mm. 
your life and that's and once you do that you know there are other dimensions that you you know god opens your eyes we we look at things spiritually than physically mm-hmm. you know the way god sees things is very different you know in the midst of pandemic he's looking at this and god is like well this is an opportunity you know for you to assess yourself more quiet time, get to know me more. Mm-hmm. You know, God is thinking that. We're thinking, oh, I can go out, I can do this, I can do that. Sure. You know, very different what God is thinking. So I want to challenge um, our, our listeners, you know, when we're talking about balancing, assess your life, have goals, write them down. Yeah. Write them down. And sometimes it may seem impossible. But, well, that's what God does. That's the impossible stuff. Oh, he gets credit for that. <laughs> yes. yes. And because if it was that easy, we take credit. Mm. You know? But if it's not that easy, we, we give credit. That's right. Where credit is due. Yeah. Um, and we need to surround ourselves with positive people. That's good. That's another issue. Positive people. Because, you know, we, there's a saying, um, when you run with dogs... You can actually eat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So same same mentality where if we surround ourselves with positive thinkers. Yeah. Right? To give us kind of that optimism, uplifting attitude. Mm-hmm. That's going to help us. Um, so examine your wellness, your own wellness. Write, write down your top things that you believe are important that for you to, to change in your life. Reflect on it. Um, you know. Uh, and spend time and effort to to work on that. That's good. You know, make it, you know, you want to change something in your life and make that a priority. Uh, and it is never too late to mm. make a change. Wow. Never too late to make a change. That's so good. That's what I want to leave for our listeners. Dr. Teen, I thank you for your time today. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Uh, for our listeners who have not made up your mind what you want to do when you grow up, let attending university, uh, Liberty University and join the MPH program and uh, let God shape your thoughts and uh, guide your life. And uh, here's an opportunity. Uh, share this podcast with your friends so they'll know how to live their life in balance. Thank you again, Dr. T. Thank you. Thank you for having me, sir.